You are listening to Chin Up Darling, the podcast, and this is episode number 13. Hey everyone, welcome back. So today's episode was meant to be um, a podcast about rejection and rejection resilience and some tools that I wanted to discuss. But then I started taking some notes about what I wanted to discuss and things that I thought were important to share. And that list just became very long. And I truly believe that if I'm sharing things like this, for me, a shorter episode is a lot more useful because then you're not overwhelmed with a lot of information. You actually have a chance to retain what you hear and think about it and maybe implement it. And if I spread out that information, I thought it would be more useful for you to kind of build on what you heard before, maybe implement it. And then the next week you hear a little bit more and you can take that next step. Because sometimes if it's too much, you're just like, I don't remember what I heard and I don't know what to do next. So today's episode is going to just be about rejection resilience and why it's so important to work on it, why I'm working on it personally. Just, of course, a little bit about my experience um, while working on it, but also maybe to inspire you to look at your own rejection resilience and yeah, maybe just investigate, you know, Um, you don't have to take massive action right away, but I just hope that I can trigger something in you um, that I was triggered by in all honesty, many times before I finally (laughs) got it. And, and not that I mean that I got that resilience, um, down, but I, I finally understand and see what's happening when I'm so scared of rejection. So I'm reading, um, a great book by Brene Brown, Darren Greatly. And in the book, one of the phrases that I just recently read was that rejection, especially social rejection, can feel as painful and in a similar way as actual physical pain. So that made so much sense to me when I read that because I can, I can sort of recall the feeling that I have whenever something that I really wanted, either a job or maybe an internship or... Um, you know, applying to schools, dating, you know, there's, whenever we hear that no, there's that actual physical pain. You know, if you've gone through a breakup, that can also feel like a rejection. There's actually a physical sensation attached to that. Um, so it made a lot of sense to me. And it also made a lot of sense to me that because it's such a clear bodily experience we try to do our best to avoid that there's also this um maybe you've heard that before but the saying that this is our evolution because it used to be super dangerous to be rejected by society you could be killed or eaten or whatever so evolutionarily speaking it would make sense that you would fear rejection um But never in our lives have we been subject to so many people and so many people at the same time. 
um, especially with social media. So now there's so many more chances to be rejected. But at the same time, being rejected by a lot of these things isn't as dangerous as it used to be. But our programming, our, you know, our neuronal circuits and they haven't caught up yet with that. And I'm not an expert, so I don't know how, if that will ever happen or how long that should take. But that shouldn't discourage you to actually work on your rejection resilience. Um, I recently got a message um, from my boyfriend, actually, who said he had just heard uh, someone speak. And he said, the measure of your success, however you kind of look at success personally, is a, in direct relationship with how well you deal with rejection and um, negative feedback. And I thought, whoa, one, that's definitely true. And two, I don't think I deal with rejection as well as I want to. Um, in the moment of the rejection, I think I'm... I'm fine. And I'll talk in the next episode about how to deal with re rejection in a healthy way to actually keep going forward in, in chasing your goals. But what I really want to work on and am working on is how I deal with the idea of rejection before it actually even had a chance to happen. So... Of course, rejection is scary. Of course, putting yourself out there is scary and being vulnerable does not feel good all the time. And it really doesn't have to feel good. Honestly, um, it's totally fine that it doesn't feel good. But if we want to achieve these goals, if we want to get into that program, get that job, find a partner, whatever it is that your goal is, you have to get your you have to get out there you know you can't expect it to land on your lap yeah maybe sometimes a miracle happens and that does but most of the time you're going to have to set yourself in a position where it's possible to be rejected and so i'm currently applying to jobs which is a very very rejection prone system and or i mean process um And I've seen from my friends around me who've gone through this before and also from my friends who are doing this right now. And this is really triggering for a lot of people. Like I just, um, a friend of mine messaged me saying like, I'm also looking for jobs and I just saw one um, that would be great for me. And I got excited. But then when the thought of applying just made me so nervous, I don't want to do it anymore. And of course, from an outsider and being her friend and really trusting her and believing in her and wanting the best for her, I can zoom out and deliver this speech, which I'll give you too, that makes it sound like I have it all together, but I really, really don't. But what I basically said to her, like, your worst case scenario by applying for this job is that you get rejected and you don't have the job. That's the outcome, right? You don't get the job. But your worst case scenario outcome is actually exactly the same as your comfort outcome of not applying. 
and I say comfort, but honestly, is it really comfort? I mean, we are hiding and being in hiding, well, being in hiding is never comfortable, but you kind of tell yourself like, oh, I'm not doing that. It's safer for me here. This feels safer. This feels more comfortable than applying, but your outcome is actually exactly the same if you don't apply as the out, like your worst case scenario outcome, if you would apply. On the other hand, though, your best case scenario, if you would apply, is that you actually get the job, <laughs> right? So there's, there's no way of getting that job without taking that action. And it's your goal to get that job, right? So really reminding yourself of when you're not taking action, it's probably because you want to avoid feeling a certain way. But what we're actually aiming for is to reach the goal that we've set. So look at the outcome, the outcome, the best possible outcome and the worst possible outcome. And the thing that you're so afraid of, are you kind of self-sabotaging your way to actually get that same result just because you're unwilling to go through certain emotions? And I'm not saying these emotions aren't um, legitimate or aren't scary 100%. And I've not applied to many things in the past and I have done a lot of things to avoid that same feeling. But if you can really look at that in the moment, if you can, if you have the mindfulness space or the tr- like if you can find that moment when you're deciding not to do something because you're scared if you have the awareness to really zoom out and think okay what am i so afraid of and is that really how i want to take action is that really the place from which i make the best decisions D- does that align with my hopes and my dreams I think that whatever area in your life at the moment feels like you need to be vulnerable to take the next step, whatever that is for you, it's really worth it to investigate how you look at rejection. Like, are you taking that personally? Are you making that mean something about your worth? about what kind of person you are. Is that why it hurts so much? Because, you know, when I was single for four years and my friends were all dating and I felt so uncomfortable getting out there in the beginning because to me, being rejected by someone else immediately meant I'm not good enough or they don't like me enough or... I'm not fun enough, I don't look good enough, whatever it is, I made it something, I made it mean something about me personally. But now looking back and having gone through quite some dates and also ones that I really didn't think were a match, I didn't really see that as something about them, but I made it mean something about us as a match. And that sort of shifted my perspective also with applying to jobs and maybe even applying to whatever it is that you apply to it. 
it's always about a match and a match is bidirectional, right? So if you don't match with someone that says nothing about how good or not good they are or how worthy or not worthy they are of being matched up with someone. And sometimes it's easier to see that about people that you love, like your best friend or family members. But at the same time, when we go through these experiences ourselves, it's harder to get that perspective back, right? So it's really worth reminding yourself about that with whatever comes up. So if you're applying, I'm applying to jobs now, as I said, and I had an interview and it really did not feel good at the end. And that first day I was kind of devastated. But then at the end, I started sort of reflecting on the match between the two of us, the job and me or the interviewee and me. And then I kind of realized that maybe it didn't feel good because the match wasn't good. Not I didn't do a good job or I'm a horrible person or I'm not competent enough or I'm not going to find a job. No, it was really me and that position at this moment in time are just not a match. And I don't have to beat myself up for not being a match to something. Because it's just, it doesn't say anything about me. My self-worth didn't change because of getting or not getting a job. It has nothing to do with that. So I'm really working on that as we speak. And I noticed that the same thing, the same feeling applies to being public on this podcast, on being public on Instagram. And recently I joined Clubhouse. So sort of similar feeling there of having your voice heard feels vulnerable because people might reject me is the story that I'm telling myself when I'm scared and sort of try to not do anything. And, but in fact, that has nothing to do with me. You know, it's just if it's a match or not. And the danger of staying stuck in that rejection, fear, fear of rejection, um, is that we keep ourselves so small We don't pursue our dreams. We kind of settle, maybe accept jobs that we wouldn't really ideally have. And then we stay with them for too long. We don't go out there and date just because we feel like that's the safest thing. Like that will keep us happy in some sort of way, happier than how we would feel if we were rejected. But in all honesty, it just takes away your freedom. Like you in your self-sabotaging, take, our way, take away your own freedom. And that looking back on projects that I've started and the break that I took from this podcast because I was scared that people would think I was crazy or like that what I'm sharing is not worth it or... I don't know, that rejection, the fear of that rejection or the podcast failing. I also had that, I like that fear. Either, like I had both the fear of it succeeding and people listening to it and then re- rejecting me or that it would become a failure and no one would listen and in that way reject me. So it was like an impossible situation to do it well. And 
when I think back on what actually got me back to podcasting again is that my mindset around that has shifted. Like, um, it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt me or that I don't get upset if something doesn't work out or if no one listens or if I get negative feedback or whatever, whatever that would happen, I still feel, and that's totally normal, but I'm quicker at realizing that I'm making it mean something about me and my value and my worth and kind of try to shift that. And that just, in all honesty, takes time. So you apply and you apply and you apply and you get rejected. Maybe you don't get rejected, but with every rejection, you get better. It's just practice, honestly. And I'm not saying that you should just apply to things that don't don't match you or that you already know that you're not going to get. But I'm just saying that instead of fearing a feeling that will inevitably change and that you can actually work on, you can work on your mindset, instead of fearing that so much that you don't take action, why don't you think about all the things that you, by self-sabotaging, are ruling out for yourself. Because if you really look at it, by taking away that scary moment and sort of making sure that someone else cannot reject you, you are kind of rejecting yourself in a way or rejecting the possibilities that are out there for you and maybe that sounds harsh, but it's it's so true. You're not going to get in the schools that you don't apply to. You don't get the jobs that you don't apply to. You don't get the dates with the people who you'd like to date if you don't ask. Most of the time, if you're lucky, they ask you. <laughs> but, you know, the danger of being so scared of that rejection is just that you keep your life smaller than you than you actually want to that you don't allow yourself to live your dream life and you know it's all about a balance right so of course if you chase really big dreams there's a big chance of a big disappointment but that's not the only thing that goes on there's also big wins and excitement opportunities and nice people to connect with and I truly believe that these two balance each other out overall in life but it just takes focus and noticing all the beautiful parts to actually realize that it's not just all bad and negative even though they feel more dominant sometimes because they hurt us so much it's so easy to kind of gloss over positive experiences or or maybe even minimize it or rationalize like, oh yeah, I did get that job, but that's only because blah, 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 blah. You know, it's easy to do that because we're so scared to acknowledge the positive things sometimes because we're so focused on the negative, the negative things and the scary things. Anyway, so all I wanted to say today is that get a good look at how you feel about quote-unquote, quote-unquote, rejection and how resilient you are to it. Do you feel confident that 
you'll be fine. Even if you got a rejection from something, if things didn't work out the way you wanted, or do you feel like it's, it has something to do with your self-worth? Do you feel like you make it mean things that hurt so much that you don't want to take action? And if you do, just ask yourself that one simple question. Is it true? Is it really true? Because I promise that it isn't. <laughs> so while I'm working on this and probably have to keep working on this for most of my life, because I guess a lot of things just keep coming up in a different area of your life or a different perspective. As I mentioned before, first it was dating. Now it's applying to jobs. Later, it'll be something else. Maybe it's about friendships. This is really applicable to anything. But in the end, if, if we want to live a full life, full of our greatest dreams that we chase, and then sometimes we just have to be willing to fall flat on our face if that's how it feels, and then trust that we know what to do to get back up. And trust that I'm here for you to get you back up, to rally around you and support you through whatever you're going through. You're definitely not alone. You're doing great. And just give it a good think for this week. How do I deal with rejection? What do I make it mean? And am I showing up the way I want to? Am I chasing my dreams or am I letting that fear stop me? All right, I'll be logging off. There's more to come about this subject. So in the next two episodes, I want to talk about how to deal with a rejection when it comes in so that you have practical steps that you can go through um, so that you really build that rejection resilience. I'll share a bit how I'm doing that. Um, and then I want to share in the third episode, I want to share something about a great tool that I'm using, some of my friends are using and that I love and it's called my rejection collection. So if this episode was helpful for you, please do reach out on Instagram and let me know. Um, you can find me on at Yara Miora, so Y-A-R-A-M-I-O-R-A. -A -A. And I'd love to hear from you. And I'd love to hear if you have any insights or anything to share with me. Um, yeah, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Hope you have a lovely day.